So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, here's a letter I got in the mail. Yes, people do type letters now. Still, which is a great idea, from Patrick Keller at Indie Home Experts in Plainfield, Indiana. Pat, my name is Patrick Keller. I'm a broker out of Indianapolis who wanted to share something with you. I listen to your podcast semi-regularly. Some weeks, I'll listen to five episodes, and others, I'm too busy to listen to one. But I do find the content in them very educational and inspirational. When I need a pick-me-up, I will turn on your podcast to re-energize the batteries for this high-demand profession. I listened to your podcast with Connie Carlson of Live Love Atlanta a few weeks back and was very much inspired by her. What she does with her brokerage, how she treats her people, her clients. I was so inspired, I listened to it three times and reached out to her directly so I could see if I could fly down to her and learn as much as I could in a few hours. Connie was incredibly accommodating, friendly, inspirational, and educational. She showed me the ropes, her systems, and even invited me to her home for a time of masterminding. Wow. She really impressed me, and she has a very unique mind for marketing. She's so creative. I am super glad I took the time to fly down there and be with her. I will take the tools and tips she showed me and apply them to my brokerage and will be successful because of it. I could never thank her enough. You had an amazing guest in Connie. I just wanted to thank you for having great guests to inspire us agents who want to take real estate service seriously who want to work hard at it and who want to create solid futures for our families and our agents. I'd love to meet you someday. Thanks again, Pat, Patrick Keller. Hey Patrick, that's awesome. I hear this sort of stuff all the time where we have guests that come on here and the people reach out to them on Facebook. They reach out to them through email. As you guys know, everybody's information is in the show notes of every episode. I am so glad connections like this are being made. Connie Carlson is an incredible person. And Patrick, I promise you, I will have Connie back. Connie's whole team is busy right now taking Rebus University courses. So that's so exciting for me. And uh, we're developing a a, a good relationship with her and live love Atlanta and have uh, guests of her caliber on again and again. So listen, if anybody has guests that you think are high caliber and deserve to be on the show, please send them our way. We'd, we'd love to add them. And Patrick, thank you for the assertive appreciation today. You made my day. Keep the comments coming guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. (music) 
Okay, here are some uh, recent graduates from Rebus University. Jackie Minkoff from Keller Williams took the Monster Open House course as part of the Five Alive Espresso series. Congratulations, uh, Jackie graduated with honors. A uh, Charlie Plevy from the Kerry Shull team finished the complete certified buyer agent course. Way to go, Charlie. And AJ Goodwin from Redux Realty completed the Five Alive course. Congratulations to all new graduates this week. All right, guys, man, we have a super special guest today that I'm really excited about. Mr. Christopher Lockhead is on the line. And you might not have heard Christopher in the real estate circles, but he is certainly an expert on marketing that real estate agents or any agent, salesperson, business owner would be involved in. And uh, Chris has written a book called Niche Down and has a lot of coaching clients that are agents and or former agents. And I asked Chris to come on especially because we had a recent episode uh, that you probably heard uh, with Jenica. A few episodes back, you guys can just scroll down and see. But um, Jenica came on and she basically out of Tacoma, Washington, and she said that she has a niche. And her niche was massively liberal people right? People that believed in liberal causes. And we talked about how her business has exploded once she, once she became uh, that niche and um, how other people out there, other brokerages or brokers and or managers are training their agents not to niche down. They're training their agents to generalize, to not talk politics, to not talk religion, to basically, in Jenica's words, sell their soul for a dollar. And some would debate whether this is selling your soul or not, but I did get some hater aid on the episode from conservatives wondering why there weren't two points of view, you know, on this. And then again, I welcome, you know, I certainly have, I don't, I don't look for guests of any sort, you know, I don't look for, you know, any religious guess or, or, you know, there's nothing, you know, if you're selling a lot of houses and you've got a story to tell, you know, I encourage you to come on. And uh, so it didn't, it didn't offend me. It didn't hurt my feelings, but I thought it was great because it sparked a debate of whether you should niche down or not. So I said, we need to get somebody on here who's an expert at niching and kind of squash this and say, is it right or is it wrong? Are these brokers and these office managers who are telling their agents not to discuss race, politics, religion, who's right, who's wrong, and should you wear your soul on your sleeve as a real estate agent. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, without further ado, Mr. Christopher Lockhead, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, I am so stoked to be with here. Uh, be here with you. You are the rock star of the rock stars. You got a very sexy hairdo. And uh, I've admired and respected you for a long time. We've knocked over a cocktail or two together, and I couldn't be more stoked to be here with you. Hey, buddy, why don't you tell everybody about yourself so they can get to know you? Uh, yeah, the short story is uh, I got thrown out of school at 18 for being stupid. I, uh, it turns out if you get enough D's and F's, they don't let you come back. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so with a very few options, I uh, you know could have done a manual labor job or start a company. So my friend Jack was uh, early in the computer business. He was working for a small software company, and he said, hey, let's go into the technology industry. And at the time, it was at the, the birth of the personal computer industry. And uh, so I went on to become an entrepreneur in the technology industry. I ultimately had a company which I sold to a Silicon Valley software company. And at 27, 28 years old, I was the head of marketing for a publicly traded Silicon Valley company. I did that three more or two more times, so three tours of duty as a public company CMO in Silicon Valley, and then uh, retired from that in 2006 when we sold uh, the company I was at called Mercury to Hewlett Packard for around five billion dollars, making uh, HP my favorite company of all time. And uh, uh, after that, I did about ten years of kind of coaching and consulting work, uh, board work in the tech industry. And then I wrote my first book, Play Bigger, which, um, thank you, Jesus, became a, uh, became a bestseller. And then my second book, Niche Down, just came out. And uh, while I was doing all that, I launched this podcast that um, we're super proud of and has become successful called Legends and Losers. And so today I'm primarily a podcaster and an author. And uh, every once in a while, I still help an entrepreneur out with a little bit of coaching here and there. And uh, I'm just really lucky. You know, my story... I think is the quintessential entrepreneurial story. Uh, nobody was going to bet on my potential, so I had to. Absolutely, buddy. Well, I, I love that story, and I love what you've done. And I appreciate you taking the time out today to come and help us with this issue. So let's get right into it, Chris. How, how far should agents niche down? Well, I think um, they should niche down real far. Uh, it's time to scratch your niche, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, the other one I love, my buddy Scott Lowry says there are uh, riches in niches. And so here's the aha. The most legendary people and the most legendary brands and companies, frankly, are known for a niche that they own. It's the niche that makes them successful, not the other way around. The reason we know who Bob Marley is is because he was the, if you will, category designer of a new niche or genre of music called reggae. And the most legendary people um, want to break or take new ground, and they want all others to be compared to them. And so, you know, the question I have for people is, who would you rather be in your field? Would you rather be Bob Marley, or would you rather be the 47th reggae band? Hmm. Yeah, fascinating. Rasta for I live. This is, uh, this is a deep, deep conversation. So, uh, so let's talk about it in terms of real estate agent. Let's go right to the heart of it. So... Let's just say that, well, let's just say that, let's, let's use an example. Let's say you're LBGT, right? You're a gay real estate agent. Matter of fact, I'm going to just make something up, right? Let's just say you've just come out of the closet to your own family. At what point do you come out of the closet in the real estate game? And do you? Is it irrelevant, the fact that you're gay, so long as you're a good real estate agent? And, you know, so we need some help with this. So I think there's a personal decision on this one, right? Which is, do I or don't I want my niche to be associated with this part of who I am? And that's a totally personal decision. And if you make a decision you want to do that, that's great. And if you make a decision you don't want to do that, I think that's also great. I know very successful gay people in the business world, some of whom are, are if you will, very public that they're gay and some of whom are a lot less public that they're gay. What I do know is... The, the big aha is the most legendary people don't compete in any traditional sense. Uh, 
And here's what I mean by that. Um, do you remember the movie Something About Mary, Pat? Absolutely. There's this scene in the movie, if you remember, where Stiller's character picks up a crazy, I think he's a psycho killer, uh, hitchhiker played by a great, funny, funny comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember the scene? Eight, eight minute abs or whatever. It, exactly. <laughs> it is a funny scene. And if you remember what happens, they get to talking about life and Stiller says to him, you know, what are you going to do with your life? And he says, well, you know, that ad, that, that ad for eight minute abs on TV, the infomercial. He says, well, I'm going to do seven minute abs. And Stiller looks at him and he goes, okay, well, that's interesting, but what are you going to do when somebody does six-minute abs? And, you know, he doesn't have an answer. And the reality is the vast majority of people are playing the seven-minute, six-minute, five-minute abs game. That is to say they are competing on a dimension called I'm better than them. And invariably that's a race to the bottom. It causes price um, um, erosion for sure because you're not differentiated. And so legendary realtors differentiate themselves. And um, I'm going to have to listen to this Jenica episode, but I think what she's done is brilliant. Not because I love that she's liberal or, you know, I'm not somebody that identifies myself with one party or another per se, but she has made a decision that she is for a certain kind of person and she is going to differentiate themselves. And remember the word differentiation, the root word is different. And so the big aha is success in business is not about follow your passion. It's about follow your different. What makes you different? And in specific, what problem do you solve that's different? And why does that problem matter? And if the world can see the sort of problem the way you do, then they're going to, by, by you know, natural selection, want that solution. And so in the case of Jenica, if you are a very liberal buyer and you said she was in the Seattle area, yeah, Tacoma, Washington, yeah. Tacoma. Then, you know, if you think that Bernie Sanders or whoever is awesome, then maybe she's your realtor. Um, and if you think Trump is awesome, then you're not going to want to do business with her. And that's a, it's just, I don't care what the mechanism is, but it's a powerful way of differentiation. And one of the big ahas in life is if we don't position ourselves, the world will position us. And so the legendary people, the legendary realtors that I know are very proactive about uh, positioning themselves in a very tight niche. Well, it's interesting, right? Because the rest of the world has cult of personality per job professionalism, i.e. this, uh, attorneys, right? They all wear suits and ties, right? They're all pretty much clean cut, right? Stockbrokers, they wear ties, shirts, but no jackets for some weird reason. <laughs> Probably because they sweat or whatever. I don't know. But you know, real estate agents, right, are generally, now it's certainly gotten casual, and I don't mean to, to hyper-focus on dress, but in the past, real estate agents have not been encouraged to have opinions or to be authentic or wear their heart on their sleeve, let's say, right? Be, be, the, be themselves. And certainly now you have uh, a lot of them coming out, uh, like Jenica and, and, and a few others that Tyler Martin was on. Uh, Tyler Meyer was on, great guy. Just, he, he was on about three years ago and then came back on recently. And he goes, he said to me, Pat, I don't want you to use my photo from three years ago because I've changed a lot in three years. And his new profile picture is, is like him in a black leather jacket with a, with a mohawk. And uh, he's like, uh, I want you to use this one because my old one was 
what they told me and this is who I really am. And so I'm starting to see more and more of that, right? And, and so I need you to, to help us with this. And, and why do you say what you say? Like, why is it, why will, is it more lucrative? And we're going to just break this down to money. I don't want to talk about, you know, oh, because you're liberated, your soul is liberated and you'll be a happy, happier, which we all know is true, right? Being yourself, the quick way to happiness is just be your damn self, right? So I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about how to make the most money. Is it uh, be who they want me to be or be myself? And if it's be myself, be different. How do I amplify that? What specific things would you as a coach, mentor, counselor recommend that they do, meaning the agent audience listen to this in order to increase the earn earnings of money that they make, clients that they get by being themselves? Such a great question. And so we have to connect being ourselves, that is to say, if you will, our different to something that matters to clients and prospects, right? Because to your point, Pat, if we just say, hey, I'm the realtor with a mohawk, I mean, I guess you're saying if you like mohawks, call me. If you don't like mohawks, don't call me. But it doesn't necessarily tie to a specific problem. Does it? Is it? Well, I think he what what his thought was. It's more, you know, I, I'll just go out and say this. I mean, it's more of a like it's a gay thing, right? Like it's more creative. I'm not quite sure, but how to say it. But yeah, it would be. I don't think he's. He, I don't think that's his statement, right? It's it's I'm being myself, and myself is a gay man. And rather than trying to be a heterosexual man, maybe it's heterosexual people follow the rules more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That gets us. I mean, I know uh, some or, gay people who are pretty uh, buttoned up, if you will, and kind of rule followers. Yeah. And I know some gay people who are pretty out there creatively. Okay, so so so, so it can't be it. Yeah, but know. he may be saying I'm a gay rule breaker. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. Know okay. Okay. But if if that's the way he wants to differentiate, the good news is he'll stand out. The question I would ask him where he here is, okay, so what problem do you solve that's different? And so let me give you two examples that I love from Yeah, uh, give us some some news we could use, like something yeah. that people listening can take and run with with this because there's a lot of people out there that would love to be themselves and make a ton of money at the same time. Absolutely. So let's break it down. It, it, now t you tell me wherever I get this wrong, because of course I'm not a real estate expert. No, nope, you tell you're that. You keep okay. Go ahead. My understanding, if I'm a new realtor, is the general wisdom is hey, what there is to do is you want to be as open as possible to as many people as possible. List houses, uh, represent buyers, represent sellers. Uh, do do uh, real estate, maybe even do some smaller commercial. Like be open to any possibility, and literally knock door to door and say hi. My name's my name's Pat, and I'm a realtor in your neighborhood. And would you like to sell your house and make friends with everybody? And I'll do a free assessment of your house to tell you how much I think it's worth. If you want to talk and all this stuff about like go out and 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 essentially the niche is I'm a realtor to anybody in this community who wants to buy or sell real estate. That's the I'm niche. a junkyard dog. Right. Well, that's not a freaking niche, right? <laughs> That's a strategy for going bankrupt. So uh, our good friend, um, Tim Rode, pulled, I think, one of the greatest niche downs in history, and he did it as a realtor. Early in Tim's career, when he started his career, he made a decision that he wanted to represent uh, sellers, not buyers. So in a sense, that's a, that's a beginning of a niche down. Now, it's not a huge one. I know a lot of realtors pick one side or the other. That's fine. That's cool. But then he went even further, which is he said, I want to be the realtor 
for not just people who want to sell their house, but who want to sell their house now, fast. And so he adopted a tagline to identify himself as the, the guy in Manteca, California, who you should call if you want to sell your house now. And uh, do you remember what his tagline was, Pat? <laughs> was it, call Tim now and start packing? Exactly. <laughs> See, we remember all these years later. Call Tim Road and start packing. So, so his niche not say, only was sellers, but it was sellers who wanted to sell like ASAP and, you know, not have to deal with the BS of putting it on the market. Right. And if you were one of these people who you just thought your house was worth a lot more than it was and you were going to price above market and he thought that was going to elongate the sales cycle. And, you know, in other words, if he didn't think you were serious about selling your house now, he would refer you to three or four of his competitors. And he tells me that uh, those three or four competitors to this day still hate him because he sent them all the looky-loos. Yeah. And so he adopted this tagline, call Tim Road and start packing. He did a bunch of fun, zany marketing, like he would stand on the edge of, a, of a, um, a bridge, a bungee jump bridge, in a suit with a briefcase, and he would do his spiel about, you know, if you want to sell your house now, give me a call, da 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 da, da I'm your guy, and he, you know, he was, he, he was corny, right? He calls himself a quote-unquote Pass the butter. Hick from the sticks. Yeah, pass the butter. <laughs> and then he would bungee jump off the bridge, screaming, call Tim Road and start backing! And so... He was so well known in his community that when I moved to Santa Cruz, Pat, my literal next door neighbor uh, had lived in uh, Manteca for years. And when we first connected on Facebook, my next door neighbor, he says to me a few days afterwards, I guess he was trolling around my friends list on Facebook. And he says, hey, do you really know this guy, Tim Road? And I just laughed. I said, yeah, I know him really well. Uh, I said, why do you know him? He says, well, I don't really know him. But he said, if you lived in Manteca, California for the last 20 years, you knew Tim Road. And he literally became the number one realtor at Century 21 in the country for a period of time because he was the, if you will, category king in Manteca, California for sellers who wanted to sell their house fast. That's a niche down. Brokers and team leaders, are you tired of seeing dwindling numbers at your monthly sales meetings? And I don't mean numbers as far as sales, I mean numbers as far as agents attending. Do you struggle with creating new and exciting content that will not only motivate your agents, but deliver actual results to them? Do you want your agents using proven sales techniques that increase their commissions? We've got the answer for you. Rebus University is launching a Lunch and Learn series you can purchase to provide structure and content to your meetings. The series has 12 30-minute trainings taught by me and top producers from around the world and specifically is designed to increase production for your agents. Plus, when you purchase these trainings, you will also receive significant discounts for the go-getters on your team or in your office who want more training and bigger results. So don't delay. Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams. That's hybendigital.com backslash teams or call Catherine Brower today at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900. And get started with your Rebus University Lunch and Learn.
that's it. And the thing is, right, so Tim had to have the guts to turn down all other business, which is hard, right? It is hard to do that, Chris. Like, yes, what? but especially in the beginning, you know, you want to talk politics, to quote George uh, W. Bush, it's sometimes it could be hard to keep food on your family, right? And in the beginning, you'll do anything for money. And look, I understand that. You, you know, you got to make the rent. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Is, sometimes it's hard to make food on your family? He said it, to keep to put food on your family. You remember when he said sometimes it's hard to put food on your family? <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember that. But okay. I, I miss good old George W. because he said some <laughs> funny, funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway uh, so I understand that and in the beginning maybe maybe that's super tough but there will be no repeatable scalable here's a simple example when somebody says hey let me tell you about my buddy Pat the realtor he's an awesome realtor because what comes after the because is the most important thing and legendary realtors are proactive about telling people how they're different and I don't care whether you're differentiating on your Mohawk or on your politics or on I only represent sellers and I only represent urgent sellers. You know, some some represent on their style. I have another good friend who's in the top 5% of realtors in the Lake Tahoe area. His name's Matt Hansen. And uh, he's a good friend of Tim's as well. Wonderful guy. And uh, he doesn't have as sort of a tight a niche down as Tim did. But his tagline is, with me, it's personal. And so there are a lot of realtors who are go, 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 and fast, 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 and bam, 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 bam. He's a much more uh, relationship-oriented guy. He takes time to get to know you and uh, what your goals are, and, and, and he, he develops a lot of friendships with his clients. And so he has differentiated, that is to say, niche down on his style of doing business. He's the opposite of a go, go, fast, fast kind of transaction feeling person. He wants to get to know you, uh, develop a bit of a relationship with you, and, and be sort of your friend than the, the, the realtor. Well, Yeah. I talked to a guy recently on the show, John, um, who, who was like that, and, and that was it. Like he goes, everybody I sell a house to is on my Facebook but no one I don't know is on there. No other real estate agents and stuff like that. He's like, he's like because everybody I sell a house to or work with becomes my family. Like I, I go to, I get invited to weddings. I get, I go to funerals. I go, I, I become like the adopted member of the family. Yeah. Right? The other thing for, for Matt, because he lives in a, a part of the world where a lot of his buyers and frankly sellers are second homeowners because it's in the Tahoe area. I, I don't know what percentage, but I would guess a meaningful percentage, maybe even more than or not, probably probably the case. And so if you're a buyer, and this was the case for me, this is how I met Matt. He was my realtor. And so I had had two failed attempts with other realtors in the Tahoe area who were kind of idiots. And so I met Matt and he had a real gentle, easy style. He was clearly incredibly knowledgeable. But here was the other interesting thing. When you're buying a vacation home in an area that you don't know very well, you kind of want friends there who can kind of help you get to know the area. Exactly. And so he sort of became almost like my personal concierge in a way of saying, oh, oh you like to ski? Oh, maybe if you like this kind of skiing, maybe you should go here. And Oh, you like to mountain bike? What do you? Oh, well, maybe this trail and that trail. And so 
he he sort of was my first welcoming person into a new community for me. And so it might not sound like a very significant niche down, but it actually is a very thoughtful one. A, it fits his personality, and B, because of the market that he's in, there's a meaningful percentage of buyers and sellers who don't live there full-time, and having somebody who's very personable, very knowledgeable, knows where all the best trails are, all the best restaurants are, if you have kids, how you get a good babysitter, and whatever it is you need, he can kind of welcome you to the community, right? It's a very powerful niche down. No, no, I, I agree with that 100% because when my wife and I bought our house here in Folly Beach, South Carolina, we went to, we weren't planning on moving here, right? It wasn't even a stop on our tour. We were planning on moving south, but we had about six realtors set up in different towns and we drove through here and it happened to be a Sunday and we, we saw three open houses and we met three agents. And then after a while, we just, you know, that day, actually, later on that day, we decided we're going to move to this town. This is, this town sings to us. And I was like, well, I can go online and pick a realtor or we could just use one of the ones we met. And the realtor that we chose to call, and granted, none of them called us. We called them because it was that, like that night. We were like stalkers. We're like, uh, we decided this for us. Can you show us every single house on the island tomorrow? That's a true story. And um, so we called him. He's like, why'd you choose me? You went to a bunch of open houses. And the reason was, you know, he was really laid back. Uh, he was totally chill. And he lived and breathed on this six-mile island. He was like, later on, I'm going over to the surf bar. You guys should join me there for a beer. And we were like, what? We were like, that's the type of guy we want to know after we own the house. I mean, any, any, anybody can write a contract for us. But we wanted to know a guy that we're going to bump into all the time because we don't have any friends on this island and we want it to start with at least one the lo a local realtor who hangs out at the surf bar. Well, and the interesting thing is Matt Hansen, my realtor in Tahoe, Truckee, he, um, he's now become like an adopted brother. I mean, he is family to me. And the irony is I, um, I live full-time in Santa Cruz, California, and my realtor in Santa Cruz, whose name is Mike Block, has essentially the same niche down strategy as uh, Matt does up in Tahoe, but down here in Santa Cruz. And to your point, uh, both guys, uh, Matt and Mike, have become great friends. And in the case of both realtors, they introduced us to the community. They've become friends. Some of their friends have become friends. And so the realtor, with their positioning, so to speak, is sort of I'm your I'm I'm the person that opens the door to a new community for you, and it's a more gentle niche down than maybe than than Tim's, but if you're looking to move to a new community or get involved with a new community, even if it's a second home, you want a bit of a personal concierge. You want somebody who knows the town, maybe knows that you know if you're involved with uh, religious groups or schools or you know in the case of uh, places like Tahoe and Santa Cruz, surfers and skiers and you know these sorts of networks of people that they can introduce you to, that's a very powerful differentiation and some great realtors have that niche but they're not declarative about it. They don't say, oh, like my buddy Matt, it's personal, right? He declares that his niche is I'm a relationship guy. Yeah, it's, I've got I got two stories here. This this is a great conversation. The first story is guy I used to work with had a, like a, a ton of business from uh, like Matt's, right? With just people that he met, and and he was a big drinker. He you know drank for 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 sport, so to speak, right? Like like he would drink and and meet people at bars, right? And um, and there's a legitimate business model around that. 
and he crushed it, at it right <laughs> he crushed it right like he crushed it there's another guy I had on my show that did the same thing he would buy rounds of drinks for everybody put on the chalkboard at the bar you know your first round is bought by i forget his name fred jones um he's a guy in the blue shirt and he'd give his credit card to the bartender and so everyone would come over and talk to him yeah and say thanks for the free drink and anyway so this guy knew you know he went to a wine festival and he got a little tipsy and he was dancing on stage to a band and he had a house for sale and the sellers were there and he didn't know and they saw him, uh, you know, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know how, how drunk or if he was drunk. But anyways, they fired him. And um, he was upset about it. And I remember having a conversation with him. And I was like, yeah, but, you, you know, you can't be upset about this because that's your niche. You know what I mean? That's, your, that's, right. that's how you get business. You can't say, well, I'm not going to go to any more wine festivals or I'm not going to drink or I'm not going to, you know, do that because that's your whole game. You know, that's just one down out of thousands that you've done business with. And, and the um, whole thing about niching down is deciding who you're for. But to your point, Pat, deciding who you're not for is actually even more important. Mm. Right? That's, what, that's what really... Tell me creates. what that means. Break that down. Well, so if you think about your buddy who, you know, like to tie one on a little bit and buy everybody drinks and be the life of the party and use that as a way to network and meet people, to your point, then you got to accept, A, this is who I am. And B, there are going to be some people who don't like that, that are going to think I'm too much, that are going to think there's something wrong with it, whatever. And if that's the case, F them. This is who I am. I'm the fun guy. I'm the party guy. I'm the guy in the bar slapping you on the back or telling you silly stories or whatever, whatever his thing was. Of course, I don't know him. But be who you are. And if you're a relationship person and that's the way you connect, you know, my buddy Mike here in Santa Cruz, he's, he, I call him the mayor because I go for a walk with him and he knows you know, two thirds of the people. So he does the same thing, but he's not a big drinker guy like that. There's different ways you can network and become known. Mike is a much yeah, more right. quiet guy, subtle guy, whatever it is. But whatever your personality type is, you have to realize there's some people you're going to resonate with and there's some people you're not. And it's better to matter to a hundred people than to not matter to a hundred million people. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. It's better to matter to a hundred people than to not matter to a hundred thousand. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What do you think about this one, Chris? So I, I talked to this guy, millennial, he's like 23, and 
he doesn't do voicemail. He doesn't have a voicemail. He only does text. And um, he, he says, I only work with millennials. And I was like, why? And he's like, they don't get it. Everybody else takes too much time. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, I can text people back and forth. It gets it done quick. If I got to talk to him and, and, you know, call on the phone and da 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 I don't. And, millenn- and, and people beyond millennialness don't, don't get that, right? So F them, like you said, F them. If they want to leave me a voicemail and I don't have a voicemail, then F them. I'm happy to text them. Yeah. So Was this what do you think about that? young guy from Saskatchewan you had on a little while recently? No. A different, different guy. But yeah. But, but yeah. But I've had a lot of uh, tw- uh, top uh, 30 under 30s on recently. But um, he wasn't on the show. I, I wasn't recording it. It was just like uh, he gave me a testimonial on my book. And whenever anybody gives me a testimonial on my book, by the way, I give him a, a free 15-minute coaching call. Oh, so awesome. uh, he had read Six Steps to Seven Figures and given me a video testimonial. So he got a, a coaching call. So, so I was like, you know, I love the niche of that. I, I don't know, you know, if someone wanted, you know, the, 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 the people that do do voicemail, right, that might be older, that, those are your big fat commissions, your couple million dollar houses. I don't know if you want to turn them off by saying, I, I only work with millennials, I don't only text, but at the same time, going now after talking with you, maybe he's got something here. I think he probably does. The other interesting thing about his strategy is if he's playing the long game, and the most successful people in business I know, realtors or not, play the long game. If I'm the realtor to a 28-year-old, and uh, what do I know about that 28-year-old? He, he or she is probably going to buy another house or two in their life, right? What, what is the average homeowner? How many homes does it Yeah, every have? seven years. I mean, they probably, you know, five, six, seven. So, um, you know, I had this advice early in my career. Uh, one of the CEOs I worked for early in my career, a guy named Bob Howe, who was a genius guy, he shared with me, hey, I get asked all the time, how is it I know so many Fortune 500 CEOs? And he said, well, I met them long before they were Fortune 500 CEOs. Mm-hmm. I realized as a young, you know, when I was 28, 26, whatever, that this was a high potential person and I was interested in them. And so I built a relationship. And so this younger millennial realtor might be doing something really genius, which is I'm focusing here. Maybe I'm making a little less in my earlier years because the millennials are not buying, you know, the higher end houses typically. But if they're going to do a new house every seven years or so, I'm building a relationship for life and I'll do three or four transactions over a lifetime with these people and meet their friends and so forth and so on. It might be a genius niche down. Hmm. What are some other niche downs that you think that uh, salespeople or real estate people can do? What are some other examples? Let's say there's people out there listening like, hmm, I'm so ordinary. (laughs) How can I be, what is it, Um, extraordinary? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, How can I be unique? How can I be different? How can I be authentic? So there are often little things that can make a giant difference. Uh, I'll give you another story that I absolutely love. Um, If you look at um, small business failure rates, you know they're very, very high. And typically, restaurants and um, businesses like that fail. Um, there's a, a, an outfit we profile in the book, and uh, it's a bar in, uh, in the New York area. Started in Brooklyn. There's seven or eight of them today. So they've been very successful over a decade. And it's start, started by four guys. And here, here was the insight, the unique problem they wanted to solve. These guys like to get together, play old school video games, like the stand-up, you know, 
type video games, Pac-Man and Space Invaders and things like that. And they like to listen to classic rock bands like uh, Rush and things like that. And they like to drink beer and eat burgers. And they would get together at their homes and do this. They said, well, why isn't there a place where we can do this? So they open a bar. Now, if you, me, and two other guys opened a bar, we would probably fail because that's what happens to most bars. And there's a lot of dive bars that serve beers and make burgers and play music. So these guys designed their niche uh, perfectly. They told people that they were the, this is their tagline today, the original arcade bar. So they differentiated themselves on the fact that they had all kinds of old school video games in them. And then they tied their brand to their niche. So they called the bar, instead of, you know, Pat and Chris's bar, they called it Barcade with the tagline, the original arcade bar. And so there's a million dive bars out there, but they pla uh, planted a flag on video games. And yes, they have great beers, and yes, they have burgers, and yes, they have all the stuff, but if you want to go and listen to classic rock and video games, you go to Barcade, and they've been and, successful. And it's that. not a grill, right? Or a, you know, cafe or whatever. It's a bar. I yeah. mean, right, right there, it's like, okay, we're a bar. Don't expect to come in here and get you know, filet and tuna, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a dive bar. Burgers, beers, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so you can differentiate based on your style. With me, it's personal, Matt Hansen. You can differentiate based on the kind of client you want to serve. Tim Road, call Tim Road and start packing. Or Jenica, if you're, if you're a left-wing liberal, I'm your gal. If you, you know, like Trump, not so much. Hit the road, um, yeah. She actually said that if... Uh, if someone came into her office with a Make America Great Again hat, that she would kick them out. That's something I would never do, but it's still, from a purely business point of view, forget whether you agree with her. No, but, but, but yeah, no, right. I'm not saying personally, I'm, uh, but, but I think it's, uh, it, it goes to your point, right? Niches. You, you know, she knows who she is and she knows who she's not. And then you can also uh, niche down even further. I mean, you could say, um, I'm the realtor that specializes in, you know, I don't know, maybe homes under $500,000. Or I'm the realtor that specializes in homes over $2 million. Or I'm the realtor that specializes in um, uh, people here moving for work. You know, there are people who move on a corporate package uh, and they're being transferred from one area to the other. And maybe you, you de design that as your niche and you do the cuddle, cuddle with a bunch of the HR leaders from some of the bigger companies in your area. And you say, hey, listen, I specialize in helping people move from one part of the country or world to this area. And I know what it's like to work with executives and so forth and so on. And there's different needs of people who are moving from across the country or the world. And I know how to help them with this, that, and the other. And so you try to build your business that way. And so I would just start to look for where is a problem in real estate that you see that for whatever reason you're drawn to solving and focus your niche on that, whether it's the style of business or the type of buyer um, or the region. Yeah, let me slow that down because cause now instead of going to a political niche or a religious niche or a gender, whatever you want to call it, a um, gender preference niche, sexual preference niche, you're going to a niche in solving a problem. What are some problems that could be solved for someone who's saying, hey, you know, I'm ordinary, right? I don't 
I don't stick out in one way or the other where I can say my niche is how I'm different. What are some examples of some problems somebody could solve that may not want to try to be, you know, massively different? Well, here, here's a simple example. Let's say you were somebody who were very fam- was very family-oriented and uh, maybe younger children-oriented. And so you say, I am the realtor for people who have uh, younger children and are looking for a family home. And so I'm the family home realtor in this neighborhood. You could even niche down further and you could say, I'm the family home realtor for... Uh, people with larger families. So if you have three or more children, I'm an expert in how to find you the right place or or list your place and get you into a new place, whatever the case may be. And so you could niche down based on a different type of buyer, in this case, a family buyer. You could also do the same thing. You could say, well, I'm, um, I'm the specialist for empty nesters. If you are somebody that is probably scaling down, I've heard from realtors that a lot of uh, people who are in midlife, whose kids are off to college and this kind of thing, they want to move from the family home that's maybe a little bigger to a smaller place, but yet they still want some room for their kids to come visit and maybe they have grandchildren. And so maybe their needs are different. So maybe I'm, I'm the expert for uh, new empty nesters who are, who, are, um, who are changing what they want to do in their lifestyle. Or I'm an expert for uh, new, new families. You just had your first baby and maybe you're planning on some more and you need a place that you know, can expand and has good schools. And so I'm an expert in that, um, et cetera. You could say, I'm, I'm, I'm a realtor who specializes in working with uh, executives. Executives are very time constrained and they're busy and they have all these things to do. And, and so maybe you specialize there. Or uh, you could say, I, I, I focus on entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneurial realtor and I want to help other entrepreneurs uh, make their dreams come home. Uh, you could be a realtor. And you could say, like entrepreneurs always have very, very difficult uh, tax returns, right? Because they write everything off and or they spend all their money on new ideas. So you could say, you know, I, I, I'll help you through that process. I'll help you get your loans through a self-employed person, right? Absolutely. Because some of us who are entrepreneurs, we don't have typical W-2s and, and, and loans are funny and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And so moms, moms, I know Karen Cooper and her partner uh, recently came on. Both of them came on and um, they both own a company uh, that is 23 women. Also uh, Live Love Atlanta, I believe they're like, 20 some women as well like all and and karen's company's all moms like like if you're a, a if you never had a kid they won't hire you at the company right they're they're women and they're moms very very powerful differentiation and you could even niche down further if you wanted to you could say uh we're primarily for single moms because single moms have even further yeah that 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 would be a brilliant one i think that single mom real estate i mean i think you could do that now at what point i know you're not a lawyer but a lot of people out there are thinking at what point does it become illegal right at what point is too much of a niche a niche uh prejudicial or uh goes against some law or you know do you have any insight into that yeah i think if you're gonna niche down in this regard you want to do it in a way that's smart right just because i'm the realtor for single moms if that's my niche down it doesn't mean I'm against or racist towards, you know, non-parents or non-moms or anything like that. It's just my area of expertise. And so I think we just 
we can explain to the world, explain to the marketplace, hey, listen, um, if you use this example, single moms have typically uh, a certain set of needs that are somewhat different from other types of parents or uh, people who are non-parents. I specialize in that area. So when you walk into my office, if you're a couple with no with no kids or, or you're empty nesters or you're any other demographic other than single moms, I would say to you, hey, uh, you know, Pat, hey, thanks for coming by. Just so you know, my expertise is primarily single moms. Um, I, I, based on what you just shared with me, I have this great friend, Mike Block, who's an awesome realtor, who's probably more attuned to the kinds of things you're looking for because it's outside of my area of expertise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, it, it makes sense. Riches in the niches. I think it's easier said than done, but I'm hoping this interview and this conversation will you know, give people the courage to, you know, liberate themselves and be themselves and figure out what their niche is. And like you said, figure out not only who they are, but who they are not. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, the thing I would tell you is if your positioning strategy, your niche strategy is I'm the realtor for everybody in my area who wants to buy or sell a piece of commercial or residential real estate, you do not have a strategy. And here's the irony. It's the niche that makes the brand. Everybody gets told to build their personal brand. Personal branding is BS. It's the niche. And here's my proof for it. Pablo Picasso was a great painter. And if you look at his early work, it's just nice landscapes and pretty ladies and whatever. And he was very talented at it, but he was one of a zillion. It was only when he started using bright colors and squares and painting the boob where the ear should be and doing all the wild stuff <laughs> that people started to notice. And at first they look at it and go, this looks like the work of a drunken eight-year-old. And he says, no, that's where you're wrong. It's a new style. It's a new category of art called cubism. And if you go look at his Wikipedia page, at the very beginning of it, it says he was the leader of the cubist movement and so my assertion to you is the reason we know who Picasso is is not because he designed legendary paintings he designed a legendary niche and once people said ah cubism that's a cool important new type of art when they cared about cubism they cared about Picasso and most people get it backwards they scream their name Pat Hyben, Pat Hyben, if I see Pat in enough places around my neighborhood I'll just call Pat well if they don't know what Pat specializes in, they won't know under what circumstances to call Pat. And so personal branding is a complete waste of time, energy, and money unless the branding sits inside the niche. If I say to you, hey, Pat, there's this great new restaurant uh, in my neighborhood. You want to go to dinner tonight? What's the logical question you would ask me? Let me look at the menu or what, what's it, what kind of restaurant is it, basically? What kind of restaurant is it, Chris? Yeah, and so when you ask me that, what you're really saying is, what's the niche? And when I say to you, oh, it's Italian, you either like Italian or you don't like Italian or maybe you don't, you know, maybe you're in between or if I say it's a sushi restaurant or if I say it's a Mexican restaurant, all of a sudden, so the way the human brain works is the brain works with category first, brand second. So I say, oh, it's Gabriella's. And it's one of my favorite Italian-American restaurants here in Santa Cruz. Well, if, if that category of food is something you know historically you enjoy, then maybe you want to go there. Or maybe you had that last night for dinner. You say, hey, you know, I sort of had that last night. You know, is there Chinese food or is there whatever might be on your mind? And so the way the human brain works is category first, 
brand second and yet we've all been taught scream your brand scream your name scream your name scream your name personal brand blah 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 and the reality is if all i hear is pat hyben and i don't know for who pat hyben is i'm going to tune that out yeah man that is deep and i love it and it makes a lot of sense chris i really appreciate you coming on and clearing up some of this and giving a lot of people i think hope and inspiration in 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 this arena you know chris as you know everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift what i'm going to do with this free gift is i'm going to put it in chris's show notes right i'm going to put it in chris's show notes and uh, i think i'll i'll put it on hybendigital.com backslash niche down right because that's the name of his book and it's n-i-c-h-e-d-o-w-n correct chris that's right. Niche down. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to check, man. And, and, and then, um, then I'll put links to his book and I'll put links to his first book in there, which is uh, an incredible read. If you haven't read it, you just want to read it. You definitely want to read it. And all of Chris's contact information, if you want to reach out to him and say thank you, his uh, website, everything. And uh, definitely you want to listen to his podcast, Legends and Losers. Great guests, great conversations, some incredible episodes if you scroll back. And I'll put a link to that in there as well. So anyways, with all that, I'm going to put your free gift. What'd you bring? Uh, oh, I brought something I hope everybody's going to love as much as I do. Our good friend, Hal Elrod, the author of uh, Miracle Morning. Uh, was kind enough to write the foreword to Niche Down. And so I'm uh, happy to give to you and your listeners a free PDF of the amazing uh, foreword to Niche Down written by Hal Elrod. And it's a really captivating story. He starts off by saying, my life changed when I niche down. And he shares how he created the Miracle Morning niche and has become one of the biggest thought leaders in, in the world. Wow. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. So I'm going to go ahead and put that on there, guys. I'm also going to put it in the toolbox, which has over 100 items of utility that other guests have brought along, and that can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. And it could also be gotten by texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Mr. Chris, listen, brother, next time I'm in the Lake Tahoe area, we will definitely get together and uh, go to Barcade. I would, I would love to do all of that and, and anything else you, <laughs> if you have you got on your one mind. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks, Pat. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, Hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. 
Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.